The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, Ger Gilroy from Off the Ball with me in studio. Ger, we might start with the uh, women's uh, Six Nations final round of fixtures tomorrow. Ireland playing uh, Scotland, trying to avoid the wooden spoon. Kind of an ignominious position for us, isn't it? Yeah, it's about as bad as it could possibly have been. Maybe England could have had a record-breaking 100 points against us last week, but the fact they eased off in the second half are the few uh, straws that people are clutching at. Um, if you chronically underinvest in something for 10 years, eventually uh, everything comes home to roost. Mm. And that's what's happened. And it's been a humiliation for the players who essentially are carrying the can publicly for the IRFU. And the IRFU would point to the fact that they've put new structures in place and they've made some investment recently, very recently. But they were sitting on their hands for the best part. Like we, we were a team who reached the semifinals of a World Cup, beat the All Blacks, uh, won a championship, you know, had had a competitive team. And then we decided mm. that we weren't really interested in, in growing the women's 15 aside game focused a bit on the sevens, have had mediocre enough success at the sevens, might qualify for the Olympics, which would be uh, apparently a big yeah. deal. And um, and the result is that the team get hockeyed in the, in the Six Nations. So, I mean, looking back now from, from, from this vantage point, is it a case that, that that great team that came along a few years ago, that they kind of, they triumphed despite the structures that were in place? Yeah, I, I would say that that was the start of women's rugby being taken properly seriously by the the rest of by by the sport yeah. itself, um, and England and France realised that and put some money in, and so they're now the two best teams in Europe by a mile. Um, and even the Welsh Rugby Football Union are ahead of us at the moment. And I don't know if you've been following the story of the Welsh RFU, but basically everybody had to resign for being sexist pigs. So even the sexist pigs at the head of the Welsh RFU were ahead of where the IRFU were. And everybody needs to, you know, think about, draw their own conclusions from how well treated the women's game was over the last decade. Um, you know, if you listen to people who are heavily involved in the women's game, they say that the structure, structural change has not been enough. It's not integrating the clubs. It's trying to take what's been successful in the men's game and just ape that instead of actually trying to find a, a different solution. Um, mm. You know, one of the things was that uh, several of the more experienced women would have taken contracts from the IRFU if they'd been part-time contracts so that they could mix a professional life. Yeah. With, um, but the contracts on offer were like between uh, the exact number. The average is working out around 30 grand and it's not enough if you are already having a career, particularly not if you want to live in Dublin. Um, yes. So look, uh, then we're surprised when the team aren't great. And like, oh, the players have to carry the can for this. Like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Blame blame this group of players who have like barely 10 caps or, or look a little bit deeper and hold the IRF. And what's, when you say that you can't just ape what the structures that exist in the men's game, is that because you don't have what the, you don't have the schools as kind of feeding the, well, the, the club academies, or what I is mean, it? The schools are absolutely the um, the driver of this. But yeah. you, you need you need a club game. You need to grow a grassroots. And they'll, they look the IRFU game will say that they are doing that, and they'll point to numbers. Um, but people involved in the women's club game feel like the women's clubs don't have enough representation on the main committees that are deciding how everything okay. is going to run. So, look, if you want to get into the labyrinthine committees of the IRFU on the Friday of Bank Holiday weekend, <laughs> okay. I'm sure there's a podcast somewhere for that. But uh, <laughs> maybe we won't. Maybe we won't. Maybe we move on to uh, uh, to Gaelic Games. Uh, let's start with hurling. Uh, let's start with Leinster. Well, let's start with Nolan Park, right? Yeah, Kilkenny and Galway. 
So I was just thinking about this. There's a difference between like going up against your old manager. Yes. And there's a difference between going up against one of your mates, like actual teammates. Yes, for many, many years. Yeah, so like Derek Lane started as a centre forward, if memory serves, and then it ends up moving back into midfield. Or maybe starts in midfield and moves to centre forward. But it's like, what a hurl in the same line, on the same yeah. field. They would have been going for the same ball and get out of my way, you know? Like, yeah. uh, it's not the same as, it's not the same relationship you have with this person. Uh, yeah. So it'll be different. I presume there'll be a warmth to the handshake and the hug this weekend. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would wager there will be. We'll be watching Absolutely. it anyway. After oh, last everyone year. will be watching it. I, I would think uh, uh, Derek Ling's view, and I, I don't know. I am only imagining this. Like this is my take, and plenty of other people have different takes. I'd imagine he's enough going on uh, without wanting to create something of a circus with, you know, uh, what are the feelings between Derek and her? Is there kind of a war between these yeah. old teammates? So e- even if. For, and I don't know if this is true, but even if he doesn't particularly like Henry Shefflin, there'll be a warmth to the handshake, put oh, it yeah. that way. You've got to fake it. Don't, 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 don't make no. a story out of this, I would no, say. No, no, totally. And I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's perfectly uh, normal. I guess from Henry's perspective, if the timing had worked out, he probably wouldn't have been available to go to Galway in the first place. Like if if Brian Cody just left a couple of years earlier. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, so that uh, that is definitely interesting. I, look, the the problem is that it's almost guaranteed that these two sides will meet in the Leinster final. Yeah. So this is the first of at least two, and I'm sure they hope three. Someone has to knock off Limerick in a semi-final for that to happen. Um, yeah, so there'll be a bit of shadow boxing, uh, one would imagine. Uh, the other games in Leinster are not really worth spending a huge amount of time. Dublin are playing Westmeath. Dublin are right? playing Westmeath. Antwerp yeah. are going down to Wexford, having drawn with the Dubs last week. That might have been a big opportunity for them to get uh, a statement victory. Um, I think Wexford have enough injury. Yeah. Uh, problems players coming back from injury this week um, to touch off Antrim uh, Munster Limerick are playing Clare uh, so this was one of the narratives out of last weekend you know oh, Limerick are vulnerable look how close they, they came to being beaten um, I'm not sure I ever believed Limerick were invulnerable so uh, didn't you last season I thought they were fairly close to us ah come on can you go to bet them uh, they did. They had him rattled. If they hadn't missed the two or three bad whites, well, you know, ten minutes into the second half, ball should be my granddad. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those you know. bad whites happen because um, the physical prowess of this Limerick team. I, I do feel I so. like uh, John Kiley was angry after it, and I don't think he was angry at like people like us saying that there's a good chance this team could do six in a row. They, they have all of the accoutrements required to continue to be the best team, but it does so, feel like so everybody's Kenny, Kenny completely caught them on the hop in 2019 in the semi-final yeah like this Limerick team really should be going for six yes. in a row <laughs> and even then if you're going to get into your ifs ands and buts there was like a 65 at the end that um, they should have been, had the opportunity to take the game into extra time yeah. and they didn't um, I think they have strength and depth and I think as well that actually it's look after the event we're going to decide if that was exactly what they needed or if it was a bit of a disaster uh, so the team has been named and Gerard Hegarty is not in the starting 15 but Declan Hannan is we think Declan Hannan might be injured is is Gerard Hegarty getting a little bit of a mention from the manager going okay so you got sent off again did you I don't know like I wouldn't be doing that if I was I'd be putting my arm around him going you're our best player you're one of our like yeah, absolute leaders oh, the whole, he's absolutely super the whole crowd goes mad whenever you do anything yeah. so just do stuff for us instead of you know so we'll see. I think it was perfect for them. Um, that was Keen Lynch's first championship match in a long time. Yeah. And looked like it was his first championship match in a long time. I expect him to get way better as the season progresses. I expect the weather to have an impact as time goes on. They're like a hot 
uh, their athleticism, their physicality, that all, like they do have an advantage there, even though everybody is strength and conditioned with the same science now. It just feels like they're a faster team. You know, watching uh, Kyle Hayes track down Austin Gleeson was like the Terminator in the second half of the game yeah. last week. Um, just that one incident, you're like, okay, there's just a bit of difference between the two sides at the moment. So I don't know. I don't feel, I feel like they, they're on the verge of exploding into another new great moment. Yeah, I think they'll give Claire a bit of a trimming. Claire are out, really, if, yeah. they, if they don't. I mean, they're not technically out. You, you can come back from two defeats. It has happened before in the round robin in Munster, but... If if they were to get a trim in, their confidence will be shot, yeah. and then all of a sudden they're up against it. And but w- Waterford as well could find themselves like for all the talk last weekend that they they might have beaten Limerick. They have to go down to Cork this weekend. They lose that match, and they're in a whole heap of trouble. Yeah, yeah, that's why yeah. the Munster hurling championship. Um, it's great. It's terrible that's happened. I think so early in the year. I think you know, it's terrible that. Um, it's terrible that it's so easy for the Leinster teams to arrive at the Ireland quarterfinals. Oh, uh, sure, I'm with you. Rested. I'm with you. I like anyway. Abandon the provincial championships. That's my view. Anyway, um, do you want to talk about football or the Premier League is over, isn't it? The Premier League is over. It's certainly over from the perspective of Man City going to yeah uh, going to win. But um, are Arsenal bottlers? Do you think? Well, if you're two 0 up against Liverpool, and if you're two uh, 0 up against. West Ham oh, yeah. and you're you playing the worst team your top and the bottom team takes a 3-1 lead against you there's something wrong there isn't there yeah I think that um, it, it's a flakiness it's like an it's a lack of confidence it's um, slight over management I think from from Arteta I don't know Arteta has done very well to get them to this point but maybe this is as far as he's going to be able to take them we'll see I think this was their year if they'd if they'd got seven points instead of three points from those games, then the defeat to Man City wouldn't have been catastrophic. But because they coughed mm. up that lead, the defeat to Man City was catastrophic. Oh, yeah, they could have done hopes. with the Liverpool, they survived the Liverpool draw as long as they exactly, beat yeah. West Ham yeah. and Southampton. And they were 2-0 up in cruising against West Ham and, and like people were talking about them improving their goal difference when it was 2-0. Well, anyway, uh, Fulham are hosting City and Arsenal are away to Chelsea on Tuesday. Yeah. So it could really be all dead by then. Villa Man United on Sunday, live and off the ball. All right, sure. Thanks a million. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.